0: Yes. 5, 4, three, two, one. Good morning. Good morning.
1: I missed you guys.
0: We didn't do a devotional yesterday, but you probably figured that out.
1: Yeah, you sure did. I'm sure you noticed.
0: Yeah. So, but today is Thursday night for us, Friday morning for you guys. We had our Bible study in Merced. We just got home a half hour ago or so. Um unloaded unloaded some things out of the SUV and here we are. Right before you.
1: Right before your little peepers.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> but yeah, man. Um Wednesday Bible study was really good. Um I'm, uh, it was weird for honestly, it's kind of I know it's kind of weird. But the different setting is taking some getting used to for me. Like I feel out of place. I don't know why I got used really? to, I got used to that cafe counter, uh, future cafe counter that I've been using, but now being right there in front of the church, like I, I feel off, but then like 10 minutes in, I, I was okay, you know, but it's just kind of weird, so.
1: But it's finally motivated you in different ways, so it's finally motivated you to finally start getting the cafe things really over there, though, because... Now we finally are starting to get the cafe things that we need, mm-hmm. and we're getting them over there, though. Like, you know, we had the espresso machine. We had, you know, the things that we needed to get over there from the house. We, we we're yeah. starting to get them over there.
0: Yeah.
1: And those are things that we've been trying to... Well, I didn't
0: want it there, because if I was going to do Bible studies there, I didn't want a bunch of coffee things behind me
1: yeah but now we can actually put them out
0: yeah so So
1: we've had this stuff just here guys and we've been like okay now it's time for us to finally put them out and bring them over there and um you know it's time to take them out of the package and put them over there and and finally display it and and maybe learn teach somebody and well we can't really teach something we really don't know so we need a barista (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well,
0: number 1, you guys already know that on the menu is going to be a Cadillac. Yeah. So, if you've never been to House of Rest and the cafe's there, you have got to order a Cadillac cuz that's going to be amazing.
1: Well, we already got the name for the for the um, what is it for well, the? Well, we haven't
0: really really finalized it, so I don't know for to... I like it. Well, I'm... I think we should
1: I'm call not it Well, finalizing the... nothing until I think we, we put should it call now. it The Holy Ghost. I
0: don't
1: know. I think it's pretty cool. But, anyways, guys, um, we ended up getting home super duper duper late yesterday um, after Wednesdays. I know,
0: sounds like a broken record, right?
1: No, but yesterday was actually really, really late. Um, after a Wednesday Bible study, um, we, I stayed there and I practiced um, for worship. And uh, Benjamin had to set up the OBS and had to set everything up. And then we actually stayed there for a while with Raina and Joe. Yeah. Yeah. So blame them. (laughs) Yeah. You know what's so funny that we even told them, we're all like, we're going to blame you guys for it. So Raina and Joe, (laughs) but by the time we got home, it was almost midnight. Um, and, cause we still had to stay there and get some things done ourselves, um, after they left and we got a few things done and made our way home. By the time we did get home, it was midnight, got to bed, 1230 guys. It was really, really late. Um, and you know, we just couldn't get it done guys. David still has to stay up and render it. And by the time it would have been like two o'clock in the morning. So it wasn't, it wasn't going to be able to, to happen guys. So I'm sure you guys really do understand. But here we are. We're here today. Um, We had our Merced Bible study. It was wonderful. We just passed by the church, picked up some stuff that we need, um, some tables and benches and everything that we need for the um, youth and the young adults barbecue that we're going to be having on Saturday. Um, And what else did we do today? We ran some errands, of course. And... um, Think that's about it. We've got some things done that we need to get done for, for Saturday, and that's about it. Tomorrow's gonna be a really, really busy day. I have- um, Today you mean? Oh yeah, today for you guys. Melody is gonna swing by, and we're gonna get a lot of the stuff done for our youth, and we're getting things prepared for them. But I think that's about it for, for, for today.
0: You know guys, I had a verse in my head, and I, as she's talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, what was that verse? So <laughs> I'm serious. I was hoping she kept talking, because I was trying to think.
1: Well, I uh, I, I can't
0: I, I honestly can't remember what I was going to talk about.
1: Well, um, but but in regards to that, um, I am going to ask that if you are local RBT local local um, house of rest um, family, and if you are bringing your youth. Um, There hasn't been um, many that have notified me, but I have verbally had some notifications that have been telling me. So I've been kind of jotting those names down um, that have told me that are going to be sending their um, youth. Um, Please, please, please feel free to notify me. Um, I'm going to have David put the flyer up on here. So there you go. So, um, I did
0: text Danny but he didn't answer me and he usually does so I don't know if he's busy or whatnot because he had asked me if if they I don't remember ever even telling them to Margaret so I don't know if you did
1: yeah but I posted it up on on Facebook so I do have oh, okay. I do have a lot of people on Facebook so guys uh, make sure that you go ahead and notify uh, that contact number and the email that's on there either one of them so that way you guys can uh, just notify on there that your youth will be going, okay? Yeah. All right, guys.
0: No no um, remembrance of the verse.
1: Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? Yeah.
0: So what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> I wish you guys could answer right now. I know,
1: right? That would be We got We do nice.
0: a and a but I can't. We're not live. Yeah, we're not live, so we can't do that. You know, but yesterday's Bible study, or the day before's Bible study... It was really powerful because, as I was saying, that it took me a while to get comfortable, you know. But once we started going and started kind of diving into this Bible study, um, it actually shed more light than I thought. Like, I knew the beginning, the the other one, part one, was, was really powerful. I, I thought it was. But somehow this one went really deep. It went deeper into the wilderness experience of being out in the wilderness, of finding your voice, of going through things that when you go through something, that's where you find your voice, you know, like, I'm sure you've heard, like, there's, um, if I remember, I could be wrong, but like, for instance, um, Einstein, I believe Einstein was told, I I know I'm going to mess this up, man, and get it completely wrong, but I think Einstein was told that he was not smart or something, something like that, and, and he overcame it. And then you have Jordan that didn't make the team, and look what he did, you know? They all went through their, 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 their wilderness, you know? And I, I even want to say this, right? And even I know it's a completely different religion. I am not saying it's, their religion is right at all, uh, but like Malcolm X, for instance, right? I remember being um, interested when I saw his movie played by Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. And what I find interesting—I don't believe he had truth—but what I found very interesting was the fact that he was a cokehead thief, and he was basically very ignorant. Considered him—I mean, he—he he self proclaimed himself very ignorant in his younger years. And um, he went to prison for a robbery. And within that time in prison, he got thrown into solitary. Uh, So I related. I related in that sense. Um, Obviously, he went toward Islam or or nation of Islam, and that's the part where I disagree with him. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's crazy because regardless of, of... of the the untruth that he was teaching, you gotta admit that this guy, this thief, this cokehead, this ignorant person that didn't even know how to read, he didn't know how to read. It was in prison that he picked up a, a dictionary and he started at A. And every single day he learned a word. And he ended up learning the whole dictionary. He built up his vocabulary while incarcerated, was put in solitary confinement, came out, completely changed his life, and impacted the world, you know? And, and I mean, like I said, this is besides the fact of what it is he was preaching, but the fact is that he rose up out of ignorance and out of what he was, you know? So I guess what, what I'm trying to say is he went through his wilderness, you know? And, and I thought that was interesting, you know? Um, I guess yesterday or the day before study, about the wilderness, that, that a lot of times the the greats all have a wilderness. Yeah. You know, Bruce Lee, um, he was good, but it wasn't until somebody almost broke his back that he actually created a better form of martial arts, which he came and formed uh, Jeet Kune Do, which was he took the best out of all of these fighting and, and took the best out of them and created his own thing, and he rose above it. You found a verse?
1: Yeah, I did. I'd like to talk about this verse. Here. Talk about yes. it. Well, oh, I gotta... I'd like you to, to share about this one here.
0: All right. <clears throat> Isaiah, that thing shines your face up bright.
1: I know. <laughs>
0: and it makes it look like, like when you put a flashlight under you. Mm. Isaiah what?
1: Isaiah 54, 7. Okay. 7 through... Uh, Let's go 7 and 8, and maybe we'll go to 9. We'll see. Okay. I think uh, 7 and 8. Okay.
0: Okay. So right here in the New King James, um, it says, the translation, it says uh, 6, 7,
1: 8? No, just 7 and 8. Oh,
0: 7 and 8. 54, 7 and Mm 8. For a mere moment I have forsaken you, but with great mercies I will gather you. With a little wrath, I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting kindness, I will have mercy on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer.
1: And Dave, oh, you said you read out of the New King James. I read out of the message. Your Redeemer, God says, I left you, but only for a moment. Now with enormous compassion, I'm bringing you back. In an outburst of anger, I turn my back on you but only for a moment. It's with lasting love that I'm tenderly caring, caring for you. Should we go to 910? No. No, okay. I don't know why this stood out to me.
0: Did you want to say something about it first?
1: No, you go ahead.
0: Well, what this makes me think of guys, like, like I said, you guys know, sharing Sharon shared. I like saying that. Sharon shared. (laughs) Sharon shared this verse just now on camera, so I didn't have a chance to reflect, but I will say what it does, it it does make me reflect as I read it. Um, It's interesting, right? Because a lot of times we say, and you hear me say, that God will never leave you nor forsake you. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a short testimony of when I felt God left me. And and then I'm gonna to try to make sense of it because if he says he never leaves us nor forsakes us, and I felt like he left me at one point, um, we're gonna talk about that. When I first surrendered my life to the Lord in, in prison, well in jail when they, I mean, Joe, it was already my third time being arrested, my third felony I was facing. I was facing a long time. I'd rejected God a whole bunch of times, rejected the gospel from my mom, from my dad, from my aunts, from my everybody, from strangers, from everywhere I turned, those Christians, man. (laughs) And I rejected God a lot of times in my heart. So anyways, I get taken to Sacramento County Jail. Third time, I'm sick and tired of it. They tell me, 23 years to life, minimum mandatory. And you know, I cried out to God. I truly cried out to God, man. I was right there on the seventh floor of Sacramento County Jail, crying out to God, saying, Lord, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of this life. Please change me. I'm just tired. Please come into my heart. I would repeat like the sinner's prayer that everybody says, you know, a lot of times you get little cards that has the sinner's prayer, just repeat this and you'll be born again. You know, and I'll try to remember. Let me say this, prerequisite to this, is all my life, my parents, my aunts, my grandma, my grandpa, they all serve God. They've all prayed for me. They'll lay hands on us. As a teenager, they'll be like, if if, I, if if my aunts or uncles came over the house, I knew I was going to get prayed for. That was just protocol. No matter, it was a family gathering and it's like, It didn't matter what the occasion was. It always turned into Christianity. They always start worshiping in the living room. Next thing you know, they're like, kids, come over here. I'm like, oh, gosh, not again. And they come and they start praying and speaking in tongues over us. And all the time, (laughs) all the time, right? So anyways, I think I felt privileged, though, growing up because God had always been with me. There's so many times that I could take a whole hour, and I'm not going to do that. Of different times in my life, in my teen years and in my 20s, where I was definitely knew that God was with me. Things that that only God could make happen. Do you
1: think, do you think sometimes? Do you think sometimes that sometimes people take that for granted? Yes, I did. And that because we take that for granted, sometimes you serve God not even knowing his wrath can be upon you and you're really making a mockery of God at one point.
0: Well I wasn't serving God but I'm sure I get your point.
1: Yeah it's like you can but but there is people who who serve God and you know they're because they they take that for granted. They serve God knowingly, knowing the wrath, you know mm-hmm. that that can come upon them, you know. And and they just, but they but they do it anyways. Yeah. But see, but it's like
0: well, let me, God has mercy. Yeah, upon let me finish them. my thing and then let's go to wrath because okay. I want to explain that because that could be taken very religious. Yes, it can. Like, they're, oh, super, super serial religious now. Yeah. Well, that needs to be explained. Absolutely. We, we can't just throw that out there. So let me finish this thing though yes, before I do. get thrown off. Is the fact that I've known all my life, God has always rescued me. Mm-hmm. All the time. Even though I rejected him and I, I always, honestly, I took it like, my mom must be praying for me, my dad must be praying for me, my tia must be praying for me. Because God would always rescue me out of stuff my whole life. I would always, if I was sick, I would ask my mom or my dad to pray for me and God would heal me all my life. It was like, God was like a never ending ATM machine to me. Always, he, he never felt far from me even though I'd wanted nothing to do with him. So now let's forward, now I'm sitting in Sacramento County Jail. I'm tired, third time felony, 23 to life. And I'm repeating the sinner's prayer. I'm like, okay, God, I, I surrender now, okay? I'm a horrible criminal because I keep getting caught. So I just come into my life. I felt nothing. Mm. Nothing. I was waiting for the hairs in my arms to stand up or something. I felt nothing, guys. Nothing. Absolute silence from God. He felt he had you know what it felt like? Well, I knew He left me, but. I don't know what he did, right? But it's like, have you ever been in a house and you think it's quiet? And I've said this before. And all of a sudden, the electricity goes out and you realize there was noise all along. The refrigerator, it's weird. Like, like, It can be completely quiet, but then the lights go out, the electricity gets shut off and it gets real quiet. I realized, I never realized, I guess what I'm saying is that the absence of God, it was... I guess God's presence was always there. And all of a sudden, when I prayed, it literally felt, boom, nothing. And I never had felt that my whole life. Mm. Mm. And all I did was cry all day because I said, God, I rejected you so much that now you're rejecting me. And he let me, man, he let me soak in that for day one, all the way for seven days. Wow. Of feeling his complete silence, absolute Absence. nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And, and by the seventh day, I was so desperate. I quit doing the sinner's prayer. I'm like, this doesn't work. I'm like, this doesn't work. I'm supposed to accept you. I'm supposed to, you know, uh, give my life to you. Nothing worked. I tried doing it in Spanish. I did it in English. Did you
1: do it in Chinese too?
0: If I would have known Chinese, I would have. <laughs> Nothing, guys. I'm, I'm not joking. Nothing. Complete silence. Wow. It wasn't until the seventh day. No more sinner's prayer. I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do, God. So you know what? I don't even know if you're real anymore. I don't get it. You changed my dad. I mean, and my dad was an alcoholic and you changed him. So surely you must be real. So God, if you can change me, please do it. If you can't, leave me alone. But if you can, if you really are there, if you really do care about me, if you if you have one ounce of something in you that maybe... You know, maybe I surrender to you. Mm. I surrender everything to you. And it was in that moment, boom.
1: But that's what he wanted.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But that's what he wanted. I think that, that we have to be emptied. We have to be emptied of everything, of everything, completely everything, to the lowest of the lowest, where you can't even go any lower so that we can mm. be emptied of all, so that we can be filled with him. Yeah, so, you know. So
0: I said the whole story to say this, right? Is I don't, I, I don't know. I can only speculate because he says he will never leave you nor forsake you. So I don't know if he left me, or he let me believe he left me. Like, have you ever tried to punish your child, and you kind and of like, be like you
1: know what? I'm leaving, and then you walk out the door, and you're right outside the door.
0: Yeah, or, or whatever, you know, like. I don't know. I don't know what that was because I felt his presence like like nothing, like as if his presence left this earth, at least around me, you know. And there was there was no mercy, no forgiveness, no nothing. It was just utter silence. And I, I will tell you, I think this is the reason why I have never what some call backslide. You know, I don't like to use the word backslide, but I don't know for lack of a better term.
1: Because you don't even know what that, you don't, because, you don't even want to know what that feels be, yeah, like.
0: Yeah, <laughs> because those seven days scared me, yeah. because it, it it felt so lonely, it felt so hopeless, it felt like there was an echo, like I was in a place of nothingness yeah. for seven days, and he let me marinate in that, and, 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 and it's like almost, it's almost like God maybe was trying to say, you've rejected me for so long, I'm going to show you what it's really like to not have me. Mm, that's it. And it was utter pain and anguish, guys. Honestly, I wish that upon every one of you. <laughs> so you won't backslide, so you won't fall away, so you won't walk away. <laughs> you know, because I think that's what has kept me. Yeah. Because of, of that feeling of having nothing of God around me and so so. anyways, back to this verse. When, when I say, look what he says. Um, um, you know, like I said, Sharon, you know, said, let's read this. And I, I just read it. For a mere moment, I have forsaken you. Says the Lord. With this is the Lord saying. compassion. Yeah. For a mere moment, I have forsaken you. But with great mercies, I will gather you. Yes. And it says, with a little wrath, I hid my face from you for a moment. Like, is that what he did? Yeah. Did he hide his face from me? It says, where the little moment I I hid my face from you, but with everlasting kindness, I will have mercy on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. How does it say it again on that?
1: It says, I left you for, for a moment. Now with enormous compassion, I'm bringing you back. In an outburst of anger, I turned my back on you, but only for a moment. It's the lasting love. It's with. It's with the lasting love that I'm tenderly caring for you.
0: Yeah, you know, and um, man, that's it's powerful. It's a beautiful verse. Matter of fact, to be honest with you, I don't even remember ever reading that verse. I mean, I've read Isaiah quite a few times through. I even, I remember one of my Bible college, um, one of my Bible college, uh, what's it called? Courses was on just the book of Isaiah, and um I had to write huge essays on on many of the chapters, but man, I don't know why I never caught that verse or it never stood out to me, you know
1: so back to what I was saying
0: yes, wrath,
1: yeah, so when I say wrath i'm I'm saying it in the in a way of fear of God mm-hmm. is what I'm is the way that I'm saying it. Yeah. So to go back to take it back. So, you know, just don't take it all religious, guys. You know, it's um it's that fear of God. It's it's when we do things unto the Lord, we we do it having that fear of God, which is 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 so important to to know that, you know, have mm-hmm. conviction when we when we do things that we know that we have to have that conviction. In
0: well, our... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When you were teaching the kids today... Yes. Um, I think some... I remember something that was said that I think goes along with what you're saying. But were you, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, when you were teaching the kids, um, I forgot what the subject was, but they were talking uh, uh, about God's protection. Like, it's not that God is wrathful. This is what I explained. Mm-hmm. And maybe tell me if this is... Is coinciding with what you're saying. I said, imagine um, there's a bunch of mosquitoes, mm-hmm. but you have a, a net over you where they can't bite you. Yeah. They can't sting you. And um, the wrath of God isn't the fact that he's saying, oh, I'm going to send a million mosquitoes to bite you. The wrath of God is him saying, okay, you don't want me? I'll lift the net. Yeah. And the mosquitoes are going to do what they do. Yeah.
1: Because that's in their nature of doing it.
0: Yeah. And and I don't know if that goes along with what you're saying because... Yeah. Because, like, some people describe the wrath of God, like, God gets angry at you. And he, yeah, no. Yeah.
1: No. I think, you know, I think a lot of the times we, we have the knowledge, um, and God gives us the tools, and we have the knowledge, and we have to have that strong conviction. And if we have the knowledge, and he gives us the tools... Um, I think it's important that we, we abide, you know, we abide by what he gives us and we have to be very, we have to be very careful, um, in, in what, with what, what he gives us and we have reverence with what he gives us, you know, and I think that's, that's important that we, we have conviction with, with the word of God and how we, how we present him, you know, he, he's holy you know um and i, I think that's important mm-hmm. you know we have to have reverence in, in the things of god and, and how we represent him and everything that we do and i think that when we represent him we we have to keep that in mind so i mean if if we if we know in our hearts and our hearts of all hearts that we're not doing something right and everything, then we need to make sure that our, our hearts are in the right place. And if we know that we're not intentionally, if our hearts are, our, if our intentions are not right, um, then we got to make sure that we got to make sure that we're, we're asking God like, Lord, you know, you know, help me get right. You know, we, we just gotta, we just gotta make sure. That, that yeah. we're going in the right direction before we, you know, and that we have that conviction. I think it's it's important um, that that conviction's there.
0: Do you think that, like I was raised in the church? Mm-hmm. I think you were you were hinting at this in the beginning of this video. A lot of times, people that grow up in the things of the Lord will take advantage and take God for granted. And sometimes somebody that never heard of God, they don't. They embrace it.
1: They do, they do. You know, um, for me, like I didn't grow up in in the church, and I I I will tell you that when I came to know Christ, I just even just finding the church. When I found the church, I didn't come to know the church. As to me knowing that I was the church when I came to know the Lord, you know. I came to know the church as four walls. But I'll tell you that when I came to know Jesus, um, I it was a place of refuge for me. Yeah. You know, I, I felt like it was a place where I can breathe. I, you know, I took that moment for me was, was life-saving for me. You know, as opposed to somebody that I seen grow up in the church i did I saw that it it meant it didn't mean as much to some people as it did for me, and I didn't understand that you know I would um the behavior sometimes was different
0: yeah
1: and you know and and i I guess maybe I see now now that I've walked. With, with the Lord for so long, I see even the, the levels of commitment and the discipline and all of that as to, you know, and I'm, I don't say this in a religious way at all, but my love for doing things for the Lord is, is just like, I love doing things. I don't have to be asked to do things, you know, and I don't see that anymore that much. It's very rare. You see it in just very little people. You don't see it the same like you. I would see it before. You know, there's there's just a handful that you see people running to want to do things for the Lord with such an open heart and just wanting to do it without having to be asked. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's. I guess it's odd for me because I, I grew up always back then i grew up seeing people wanting to do things for the lord without having to be asked or having to get that it may, almost seems like you're you have to pull teeth out of people you know to it's like pulling teeth out of people to ask them to do things you know and it's like it's not the same so i guess it's it's so different
0: you know scripture does say that in the last days hearts of many will grow cold
1: And I feel like that's exactly what I'm seeing.
0: I mean, even though you have been a Christian longer than I have, I grew up in the church and I see the difference of what it was like. You know, my mom got saved, I was five, so she got saved in 1977. So I've been in the church, I wasn't following Christ, but I've been in the church since 1977, the year Star Wars came out. And i have seen you know what it was like then and the places we would visit and the places we would go and and seeing my parents so you can't say like well that's just the way they were acting no i saw my mom and my dad well my dad got saved three years later so i was able to see that i saw my grandma and my grandpa my aunts my uncles um you see when we go when we used to go the way they just start worshipping. They just that's yeah. what they do, you know. Like and, today
1: today as we were driving, yeah, you saw that we were seeing some we were seeing a, a service. Oh, we is. were seeing a service with some of the old school music and yeah. everything and it stirred something up in me, you know. It it brought me back and it stirred something so deep within me and it just it, it did something. Yeah, to I me. mean I didn't
0: recognise the songs. Because I grew up in Spanish churches. Yeah. So I know all the old school Spanish songs, you know. So the church was different, man. The people were different. And I'm sure there's discrepancies because I was a child looking through child's eyes, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there was issues and problems back then. But I will say this, and I've said it before, the people that got saved, miraculously saved back then, are still serving God now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and 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 unfortunately, there's so many in the church now. They're just flip flopping back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. And I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like what they what do they call the 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 MTV age where people have short attention spans. You know, or, or... I, I thought
1: that was only in children. To be honest with you, you know, it's it, I just I don't know. It to me, I just I don't I don't get that. I don't get. I don't get when I see, you know, church family that goes from, you know, I don't know, I'm so used to when you have, you know, um, when you have things within your church that in order to strengthen your, your, the, the, you know, your church family, you do things within the body together so that you can strengthen each other. So you do things together so you can strengthen one another so you can do all of that. So you can build, yeah. you know, the body so you can continue building and, and everything. And I don't get it when you have so much flip-flopping and when you, I, I, don't, I don't get that. I don't get it when, you know, instead of going to like, you know, your church Bible studies, you're jumping from one to another and you're doing all of that. I don't, I don't get that stuff. Yeah. It, it's, it's odd to me. I, and, and I, I I have a hard time understanding that stuff yeah so maybe it's just maybe it's just hard for me to understand why a person you know I, I, maybe it's just me, but I have a hard time understanding why there's a need for people to jump around so much. is that healthy? is it not healthy? i I don't I don't understand I, I've maybe I've never had to feel the need to have to jump around yeah. because it can be confusing. I think it can be confusing.
0: I know we're jumping around ourselves in our conversation, what we're talking about, but I do want to say something to what you're saying is the fact that what I was told before in prison was that people that jump around is because they're not happy where they're at and they're still looking for home. You know, I don't know, you know, like, I don't know if there's truth to that. Maybe there is, you know, and because there's no reason for it. Like, for instance, if, if, if I rent this house and I like this house, I'm not going to go looking for another house. If I like you, you know, I'm not going to keep looking for somebody else, like, that, Better
1: not be jumping around. <laughs> you know,
0: if I'm if I'm jumping around from woman to woman, isn't that a sign that I'm not happy with the woman I'm with, yeah. or the man you're with, or you know, people? Why do people look for other jobs? Yeah. Because they're not happy at the job they're at. So you know, I mean, all you could do is say, Lord, you know, show them where home is at. That way, they don't have to bounce around. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's simple and as I, that. Because and I
1: think that's something that's healthy. I think it's healthy yeah. when you're able to find the right place for you. Because, and I think that's, I think that's a prayer that that we have for everybody that a a person be find a right home for them. Because yeah. it's not healthy to be jumping from place to place. Yeah, yeah. you know, I agree. Consistency um, is important. Commitment's important. Um, because it's 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 not healthy at all.
0: And I'm gonna take that biblical right now, you know, and I've never taught this before ever, but now that you brought up this subject, um, but I do want to say that I believe it's somebody that isn't hasn't found home yet, and um, and we all want to feel like we belong. We want to be somewhere. Um, anyways, I'm gonna take this biblically. I have never taught this. Okay is this, and hopefully I can summarize it in five minutes, because we're at 37 minutes already, and it's not a long teaching. But you know when they called Jesus rabbi? Mm -hmm. Okay, they called Jesus rabbi. He wasn't the only rabbi. Rabbi meant teacher. That's all it meant. There was many rabbis at that time. That's why scripture would say that Jesus was a rabbi, but he spoke different. He spoke with an authority that the others didn't have because those other rabbis. So what would happen is a man would grow up and once they hit 30, if they weren't a Levite, they would become a spiritual leader. And what they would do is gather themselves disciples. So Jesus wasn't the only one with disciples. That's why John the Baptist had disciples. So a rabbi was a teacher and he would handpick, listen to what I'm saying, he would handpick students. And what he would do was disciple them for the rest of their life until they could become teachers, and then they would go and find their own disciples, okay? Makes sense, right? So when people chose to follow John, that's why it was so significant. When John said, it is time that he be raised and I be lowered, you guys go follow him. That was very significant, guys. You know why? Because rabbis and students stayed together for life. That was unheard of. Nobody was like, I'm gonna to go to this rabbi this week, I'm gonna to go to that rabbi next week. That was unheard of, guys. You probably, matter of fact, in, in a sense, once you were with a rabbi, you were now marked. That's who you belong to. You were under that rabbi's teachings. Here's why. Because it was very dangerous. Because let's say a rabbi is teaching a student and he's trying to teach them one, two, three, four, five, right, and then you go to another one, and when you go to the other one, he's teaching them five, but you're at two. So now you jump from step one, step two, you skip three and four. And now you're at five. So what happens is you would, you would be a student that you were missing all. You were all messed up and confused. So biblically, there was no church hopping. I, I hate there was no churches and there was no rabbi hopping, I guess. People stuck it out they stuck with that teacher because that teacher was going to groom them from the bottom all the way up. you know. So that is why it was so significant that scripture said that John told his disciples to follow him now. That was a big deal. You got to remember, everything in the Bible is significant. Yeah. Why did it say that? Why did it have to say that he tells his disciples to follow Jesus? Because that was unheard of, guys. Rabbis didn't trade off students. It's not like hey, I'll give you this one if you give me that one. That was unheard of, you know. So have you ever heard that before?
1: I remember you
0: mentioning that just not too long ago. You mentioned
1: something to me and you. Really? We were, we were talking uh-huh. about that. Yeah, we yeah. were talking about that. But it was a conversation between you and I. huh.
0: So yeah. So back yeah. then, when they chose a rabbi, that was a very, very, like, you really, like, am I ready to receive from this person for the rest of my life like it was a huge commitment and you know like um
1: well i i think it's it's also important because you know the impartation unto others as well mm -hmm. because you know when you're planting that seed unto others you got to make sure that you're also going to be imparting Mm -hmm. you know the same unto unto others as well Mm -hmm. You know, and there's not going to be any confusion unto others as well. Yeah, it's the same thing.
0: Yeah, it just brings about confusion, and then what ends up happening is, is you end up having a mush of of a of a foundation. Yeah, it, it's 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 a lot of mush, you know, and and, and, and it's, it's not. not good. And,
1: and I love when you say this too, because it's not about hoarding, because we're going to be we we're gonna be happy when somebody is established wherever they're established whether it be with us whether it be anywhere else we just want people to be established yeah. we don't want people to be here there there, just everywhere we love to see people established yeah. you know i recently told um i recently told a sister i said listen i'm i i just get happy you know i told a sister who was uh going to be going to another another church you know and um with her family and i said i'm just happy to know that you guys are going to be going somewhere yeah and and that's what makes us happy to know that they are going to be somewhere and established somewhere mm-hmm. and that's that's the most important thing You know we will still all be part of the body we're still gonna be you know communicating we're still gonna be there and man do we love them and we will always be there for them and and the most important thing is that they stay attached to the vine that they stay attached to God that they you know that they continue to serve and they just continue being strong in their foundation with with God that's what's most important you know that they serve Jesus and that that just makes our heart content Mm -hmm. yeah and and that's what that's what matters that they stick to somewhere and that they just stay there yeah yeah
0: i think that if if here's the thing is we have people at house of rest that were at somewhere else for a long time you know and and they came so i would never try to say well you started here so you got to stay here forever because if that was the case, then there's some beautiful people that we've gained. And then they came and they said, this is home. This is the home we've always wanted, never knew existed. Mm-hmm. This is home. You know, so I'm thankful that they ventured out because they realized, I'm not happy here. This isn't home. I might have been here for a year, two years, even five years. But you know what? It wasn't until I came to House of Rest, this feels like home. So it, 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 it it's like let's say they came three years down the line and this was their home all along and they cheated themselves out of three years that they should have been here. Yeah. So in the same way, you know, if somebody would feel restless at House of Rest, I would say, go find home because you're cheating yourself out of your blessing because obviously if, if home is somewhere else, go find it so you yes. can be blessed. Yes, absolutely. You know, because somebody's warming your seat over there And you're keeping somebody else's seat here, you know, somebody that does want this to be home. And every rabbi in, 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 in those times of Jesus, they all had students, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I believe that uh, a lot of different ministries in Modesto or surrounding areas, there are places that there's people that God has called for that to be their teacher, for that to be their pastor, for that to be, you know, and, um. That's a beautiful thing, you know? Yeah. And and the whole thing is is we're all gonna be we're all going toward the kingdom together. We're all serving Jesus together and we're all gonna be eternity with each other forever. Amen. You know, so Amen.
1: Well I think we're what yeah. forty five minutes. Forty five
0: minutes of rendering, yay for me. It
1: Makes up for yesterday. So all right guys. <laughs> all right guys we love you guys we'll see you guys on uh sunday morning and we will go ahead and um put a few i'm going to try to see if i can put a little video or something up for the youth um so maybe you guys can catch a few little little glimpse of uh saturday and we love you guys have a blessed blessed morning enjoy your coffee and uh we'll see you guys on set on sunday okay bye, bye guys